We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this week's Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by No House Advantage, I talk with Jeff Feinberg, who is the uh, our space's biggest Chargers fan. He's a big fan of Omaha Steaks, big golf and uh, sport and uh, golf better, and many other things. We'll talk about that more with along with our Week 13 looks here on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson here with Jeff Feinberg. You can find Jeff Mayo Media uh, Mayo Media Network. Uh, does a great, great uh, show with uh, Pat Mayo and uh, Tim Anderson. Uh, great stuff this week. Uh, it's about two and a half hours, and it feels like thirty minutes uh, on, on Yahoo. Uh, I'm about thirty minutes into it right now uh, for this week's edition. It is fantastic. Go check it out on YouTube. Uh, go check them out on Odds Checker as well. Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Jeff. Happy to uh, join you here. I am doing very well. Good, good. So let's start Chargers right away. Uh, I know you're a huge Chargers guy. Uh, I, you know, it, It's nice when we have like traditional franchises that aren't always amazing on good runs with elite quarterbacks. You know, I'm a Bengals guy. You're, you're a Chargers guy. We're very happy with our quarterbacks right now. And that, that's, not, that's unique in the NFL. There's not too many franchises that say, hey, we know we've got our franchise quarterback. The Chargers, I guess we've been very blessed in some ways yeah. with the floor. You know, for the most part, that you know, quarterback luck has been on the Chargers side, despite maybe having no other luck whatsoever at all <laughs> over the course of my fandom, Jeff. But yeah, it is beautiful that that 2020 class, um, it just seems like it could be one for the ages. Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Hertz is a part of it. Yeah, uh, I guess that means Jordan Love, show us what you got, buddy, because all your your classmates have been uh, truly outstanding. And despite, I guess, everybody wanting to keep like quarterback rivalries alive forever, it is possible all of them are just going to be outstanding. Yeah, and you know, almost all of them in the AFC. It's it's crazy. I feel bad for teams that don't have their quarterback right now, um, or they they thought they had it and missed. Say the Broncos, for instance, there, where it's just not only do they not have it, but they gave up so much capital to get it. It is, it, it's short of maybe the Her, uh, Herschel Walker trade is maybe one of the worst trades in football history so far. 
listen, I, my favorite storyline of the year this year has been Seattle. Yeah. Uh, clearly, they overachieved from everybody's September, summertime sort of expectations, and now they find themselves in a playoff battle. But just the story out of Seattle this year, how they've been able to be so ultra competitive under Pete Carroll and the juxtaposition that has happened in Denver. And there couldn't be a situation worse. Uh, you know, in Arizona, you go three and out, four and out, th- three, four straight times when you could put the Chargers away. You give up seven yards on the ground and you can't get a first down. That's embarrassing and they got a problem. But their problem only exists in money. Unlike Denver, who's handing at the moment over, Jeff, the third overall pick, or maybe it's the fourth overall pick right now um, going into Seattle's hands. I snicker at that one quite regularly. I, I will not. I will enjoy that as long as they they let me. I, I don't feel bad for Denver <laughs> one bit. And on top of that, Geno Smith's been a good story. You know, I like redemption stories like anyone else. The fact that he escaped some really toxic situations with the Jets and the Giants, among others, uh, and has had this redemption arc, that's been fun too. Yeah, every part of this Seattle, like there are so many layers to being able to enjoy what's gone on in in Seattle this year. And I mean, in hindsight, he played better than Russell Wilson did, you know, pretty much last year when he got to uh, relieve him when Russell was out with that hand injury. At least it seemed like he was able to get the ball to the good receivers in Seattle um, last year, which... At the time, we may have been giving Russell a free pass on, not anymore. Yeah, Bill Barnwell did a deep dive on Russell uh, on ESPN this week and uh, talked about all the different ways it's gone bad. And it's, it's remarkable to see just the utter collapse, like things that he was good at. You know, red zone used to be like his thing. You know, Super Bowl not included. Uh, you know, that that's just been a disaster. He's like the nut low right now on that. I can't, I did not expect Russell Wilson to sort of end this amazing trajectory of veteran quarterback movement. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we like obviously Brady and Stafford go in and win Super Bowls, and that's amazing. But, you know, even to pick from my own little thing, and like Rivers goes to Philly and they win 11, a uh, Philly goes to Indy and they win 11 games. Like it just seemed like Russell Wilson wasn't going to be the quarterback who ended this. Um, great play uh, in this you know veteran quarterback movement that you know to football fans like us that didn't happen when we were younger right um you know it's sort of this newer thing and it does seem like russell's popped a balloon on that one is he fixable is this or is this it i it's different because there's levels of mobility that that you know as you get older that your brady's and even your stafford's to an extent but you know, we didn't really ask or require of them. Uh, he required, you know, a level of of um, instinctive magic. And that does appear like that's not going to come back. Right. He, he scrambles far less than he used to, let alone design runs. And we're seeing the NFL, so many teams, like they need to have that mobile quarterback. It, it's, it's really a big deal. So, uh, you know, if that's not part of his game, yeah, I wonder. I, I know we know they're gonna, there's going to be a coaching change. We that there has to be. We ha- they have to fix that part of it there, and we'll see if that maybe can fix them. Get an offensive minded coach. I don't know who that coach is going to be though. I really like George Patton, the general manager there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have no, 
I mean, I would be happy as a fan of a rival team if they decided to to let him go as well. It does. I mean, you can't replace Russell, the cap, the contract. There's so many elements to that. They have to revive the coaching situation, and I'm I'm sure that they will try. It will not be a very – I mean, listen, everyone wants an NFL head coaching job, but, I mean, I would rather – who wouldn't rather start their job with a clean slate and a draft pick than sort of be pressed upon what's going to be pressed upon right. uh, head coaching candidates in, in, in Denver this winter? Yeah, it, it's really a remarkably tough situation there. Another tough situation in division, the Raiders. Uh, I, I, you know, they, they have to make a decision on Carr this offseason. You know, they after this kind of they're, they're recovering the last couple of weeks, but it's been a disaster in their own right. And Carr is had some really horrible, horrible games as part of that there. They have to decide if he's the guy they're going to build around if they got to start over too. Yeah, and this little, you know, two-week mini win streak of back-to-back overtime games, Jeff, it sort of warms my heart knowing that a Melvin Gordon goal line fun fumble started this little yes. resurgence for the Raiders at the moment who uh, should make for an, a very entertaining game this weekend versus my Chargers the Raiders, you know, they won every close game last year that yep. they did. And even if they were a better football team, like a lot of us thought they would be, maybe they weren't going to win more games because every break went their way uh, la- last year. It does seem like they are starting to find some comfort zone. I don't know, uh, you know, how the Chargers are going to get to the quarterback I don't know how they're going to uh, account for Asante Samuel, uh, uh, sorry, um, Devontae Adams in in that matchup this weekend. Raiders got a really hard schedule and it's probably too little too late, but they've probably, you know, they've poured some cold water on, on the, on the hot seats, at least for the moment. Yeah. That one, I think last I saw chargers were up to a two point favorite in that one there. Uh, I have a hard time. I have, I have trust issues with the Chargers being a road favorite, even though I think they played pretty well on the road this year. Uh, I, I don't know what to make out of this game. What do you, what's your take on this game? Yeah, I mean, as a um, – I like that the Raiders have played back-to-back overtime games. I think that's a situation that I blindly would probably like to fade as a, as a better, despite my bias. I have a lot of concerns, though, with the Chargers, Jeff – Outside of Justin Herbert, everything is pretty much a concern for me. Now, I don't know if Corey Lindsley's going to be out of concussion protocol. That would be a disaster. They're already yeah. down their left tackle, their right tackle. Lindsley didn't come out of halftime, and you notice the Chargers struggled up the gut with the Arizona rush as they took full advantage of, of that. He is, um, you know, when he left, every game he hasn't played in, uh, has almost made a bigger impact than them missing Rashawn Slater on the outside. Right. So that from an injury perspective, and there's always something from an injury perspective with Charger fans are hyper-focused on, on, that would be it. I don't know how teams, like, I don't know why the Chargers, I'm amazed the Chargers have six wins. And to me, it has to all be Justin Herbert because they get attacked and attacked on the ground and I saw they are the worst rushing defense in the modern era this year. As Charger fans, we begged for some level of league median rushing defense. We didn't even like get to improve to like 25th rank rushing defense. <laughs> it makes it so hard. It, it really does. I'm still, not to turn this on Arizona, 
But I feel like as a football fan, we learned so much more about Arizona, Kingsbury Murray, than we did about Herbert and Staley last week. I yeah, mean, the Chargers didn't do much. Arizona literally kept going three and out. And if you're going to give Justin Herbert four chances in the like third, fourth, like he's finally going to score a touchdown. Um, I don't know how Arizona couldn't get a first down against the Chargers in the fourth quarter. That's unfathomable to me when their run defense can just get gashed um, so effortlessly. And that is why I'm, I'm sort of at my wits end with Brandon Staley. Seems like a wonderful guy, fantasy, you know, other than those punts versus the Chiefs, I would like to him to get back to more of a craziness. He hasn't been crazy yeah. enough for me this year, but this is a defensive-minded head coach. He was a defensive coordinator in the NFL, and when your run defense can't get out of 32, like that's just a that's just it for me. That means it's like a pizza place that can't even make a cheese pizza. Like I don't care <laughs> about their fancy exotic new age. I'm not going to try those if they can't even make me a basic cheese. Right. You know, I'm not going to experiment on your menu if you don't even do the pepperoni well enough. So that's sort of like where I'm at with with Staley. He likes to go for it on fourth down. I don't know what other positive quality there is. That's I guess a lot of ways to say there are still concerns for all that's gone weird in Raiderland this year. It's been so disappointing for the Chargers. I so wish they could, you know, be having this November, December catapult. Like it feels like your Bengals are currently having, yeah. uh, you know, all your concerns of a month, five weeks ago, like out of the, so gone now. Like you probably laugh at some of your thoughts that you had a month ago about the Bengals as they're so ready to take on crunch time. I don't have any confidence that the Chargers are are there. I, yeah. I'm fortunate. Bosa, it's been 10 weeks. They told me six to 10 weeks, Jeff. Yeah. I, and I, I haven't heard anything. That's the funny thing about Bosa. It's like, you know, usually you hear some rumblings. You hear a little bit of extra talk about it. You haven't heard anything yeah. about Bosa. It's going slowly. But like we know from Bosa, this isn't a knock. They don't come back at 80%. Like they are. He will be 110%. Mm-hmm. Like that's just how he, it, how, you know, and you can't not when they're out there, they're incredible. Um, so yeah, that's been a slow one. I kind of earmarked maybe next week versus Miami, but there's not even reports. He's coming off IR to practice. So yeah, I'll put that one back in the oven. Um, yeah. If, but if they, listen, I say all this, if they beat the Raiders, they're seven and five and maybe right. still possibly frisky, but expectations are the devil and they were high. I was excited. And it's just every game has been just um, a war of attrition for whatever reason. Yeah, absolutely. It has. Uh, And you know, that, that Miami game next week, that's been flexed to Sunday night. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Thank God. We don't have to see the Broncos on Sunday night again. Uh, Nobody needs to see that, but uh, yeah, it'll be, it's going to be out there on full display. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we do get Bosa back. You know, and it's just funny. They spent all that money on defense and, you know, JC Jackson was terrible and then got hurt. Uh, you know, losing Bosa has been miserable. What's your thoughts on how Cleo Mack's been playing? He's been great. Yeah. He has been everything you could ask for. I would hope to trade a second round pick again next year to get another one of them. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's been healthy, that's like in and of itself has been a godsend because 
it kind of feels like him and Derwin James are the only layers of, of defense. And Max production, I mean, listen, it's like Kyle Van Noy rushing the quarterback on the other side. It's embarrassing. I think the Chargers get the fifth least pressure on QBs in the league. You know, Derek Carr should probably have no problem finding his receivers. You hope the same that Herbert will do, uh, you know, match them score for score. But, um, yeah, Max been Max been great. He's yeah. had some huge moments, some big turnovers and strip sacks. He, I, I, there's no, he is, he's on a small handful of players. I, I'm not upset with ever at the yeah. this year. Week one against the Raiders, he was yeah. huge, massive in that game. All right, our uh, title sponsor is the fr- our friends from No House Advantage. Uh, we're going to share a note from them right now. No, no House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play and pick them contests versus other people for the shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or the individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code NHAWIRE. That's N-H-A-W-I-R-E at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app or on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Jeff Erickson here with Jeff Feinberg. You can find Jeff on the uh, Mayo Media Network. Uh, great stuff. Uh, great, great, great uh, week 13 uh, uh, podcast or video i guess on youtube uh you know podcast slash video it's awesome check it out um and you know a lot of good stuff there i, I just love the banter you guys have I, I just you can tell you enjoy doing you can tell you enjoy each other's company yeah that's something that um you know pat has really been good at uh cultivating and hosting yeah. but yeah we just have a good time we like making fun of each other and and talking football and you know we're just passionate about the things in football for which we are passionate uh about and on that show we all have our quirks and i like that uh encourages that it comes out it's beautiful uh, i think it's so much fun to uh, to listen to every week um let's talk a little bit about the deshaun watson coming back this week against the texans jeff i have no idea what to expect out of watson this week what do you think i am maybe more bullish than most i don't think for a guy who, you know, putting everything aside, just premier athlete, premier quarterback, a couple drives before he gets his feet wet, he'll be hyper familiar with the um, sort of surroundings in, in many respects. You can lean on the run game. Just the fact that the so many things can come off the play action for, for him. Yep. Getting the matchup that, you know, I know that there's a lot made of it because it's his former team, but it's a pretty soft landing spot to sort of make your return, uh, not be asked to do too much, get your feet wet. I'm, I am expecting Deshaun Watson at some point in that football game. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, Houston is almost as bad as the Chargers at stopping the run. Uh, and the Browns, really good at running the ball it seems like a good combo there i think chubb's gonna go crazy in this game and then the play action off of that should really work pretty well yeah i again i i'm quite confident i would um you know i think that this could mean a lot i know there's a lot of excitement like in fantasy circles about nunjoku i mean just for watson alone he's probably the most talented most athletic tight end he's ever played with i know for years I don't even like we're all starting guys like Owen Daniels and some jabroni yeah. tight ends out in out in Houston just to you know sort of get some of that drip from the talent that was on those offenses over those years. So uh, nice easy throws off run sets to Ninjoku and possession guys like Amari. I, I think uh, maybe a drive, maybe two. I just such a premier athlete like that. I don't think it's going to take long at all for him to feel comfortable. Not, not weeks like quarter singular would be my, my 
my um, expectation. I can see it. And you'll probably get lots of chances because the Houston offense is just awful right now. Just as bad as and, it gets. And if he is playing well, like if you're the Browns, you have to expect like the mandate is for to do everything you can for him to just look amazing, to try every, every with every touchdown. I know this is a very football and a very naive way of looking at things, but you know, within all the noise, like just make him look amazing. So this off season, the noise can be that much less surrounding him, you know? So every, every effort of that organization is going to be behind not only him looking good, Jeff, but from his fantasy perspective, as long as he's not caught in like a blizzard or a windstorm, like we've seen in Cleveland, like fantasy points galore. I, I maybe I'm overshooting it, but that's in my opinion the the organizational objective in December. I think so, uh, especially because I mean it's going to be tough for them to make the playoffs, sitting at four and seven. So they can focus on that. Um, I've got him at ten this week among my quarterbacks. I have Watson there. I might move him actually ahead of uh, Cousins and Tua because uh, I, I don't like Tua's matchup, uh, especially if Taron Armstead doesn't play. Yeah, uh, so I, I mean, reading our, each other's mail, I have him at 10 as well. I have him a little bit behind Tua. Maybe as we get closer to that Dolphin game and you sort of, yeah, this, this to everything Tua has done has been amazing. But there is the caveat the last four weeks, he hasn't played a defense that's like worse than, better than 26th or something in football. Now a true cream of the crop pass rush. We will maybe me see if water finds its level a bit. I I still have Tua though uh, ahead of Deshaun. I have Tua maybe too high at number seven this week. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. Uh, I'm not really sure what to make of that big matchup. It might rain actually in San Francisco too. Something to watch for there a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like those. Uh, not too. They're only Kyler is really the only guy that this week that's on a buy that we have to worry about that you would have otherwise started. If you're trying to pick somebody up for him, are you picking up Mike White? Are you starting him against Minnesota? I I'm not inclined too much to make that uh, move. The Bears. The Bears allowed a lot, and Mike White made the throws. He made the easy throws. He made the right throws. Um, you know, obviously the Vikings made made uh, Mac Jones look great. I'd maybe try to get a little sneakier. Uh, like I'm a little bullish on uh, Pickett potentially versus Atlanta finally activating those receivers. Atlanta puts the least amount of pressure on any quarterback. Um, in the league, I'm quite bullish on Pittsburgh as a whole for this week and in some fantasy and even, um, you know, they probably my, my favorite bet of the, of the Sunday slate, uh, that's not to hate on Mike white, but, uh, I might be pivoting to some other bad fantasy options. Does the fact that you do a show with Tim Andercust, uh, does that influence your opinion on Mike white at all? No. I would, you know, it's actually, I like the Jets. I'm a fan of the, um, of the Jets. I've always had a soft spot for the Jets. I have family that lives in New York and loves the Jets. So, you know, sometimes I wish I want to hate, hate the Jets more, <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't. I mean, Tim Anderson has an insane person's view on Mike White. And I know a lot of like realist Jets fans are a little worried that, 
Mike White presents some fool's gold. But if you're a Jets fan at this point, like you could throw everything out the window and do everything you can to just want to see them play a playoff game. It doesn't even matter who is at at quarterback. They've been through so much bad sure. that at this point, make the most of this season's opportunity and worry about getting middling quarterback play this offseason, I guess. Yeah. Uh, as a fe- fellow fan of a tr- traditionally downtrodden team, I do like seeing the Jets do well. Um, so, you know, I, I always kind of have that sort of empathy there. And they, I mean, they've got so much talent around it there. You know, Garrett Wilson looks looks the part. The defense looks amazing. You know, Sauce, Sauce Gardner is obviously awesome. You know, they're, they're, they're putting it together. A lot, Yeah, some really great drafts. It's scary to think how good they could have been if they actually hit on that QB pick. Yeah. And that's the thing. They've done this multiple times. I don't think Mike, Mike White's a long-term solution. I think he's a Mr. Right now. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do this offseason. I think that's going to be a very big challenge for them because they're not going to have that elite draft pick spot. They're not going to have – I don't think there's too much out there on the waiver wire to pick up either. Yeah, we, we will see how it all sort of shakes out. I mean, from your Jimmy's to a car – to who knows how the Aaron Rodgers situate like there, there could be a level of musical chairs. I would say that if I am any of those guys, the jet situation feels as attractive as, as any um, in, in some regards, it does feel like a really talented roster that with some plug and play quarterback situations uh, make you look good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so I, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do, what their decision is, and because that's going to spill over to a lot of different other teams too. And that division is just so hyper competitive right now too, because you know the Bills are going to be ensconced for a really long time. Uh, the Dolphins look like they're going to be a competitive team for a long time. Are you are you buying into Tua? Are you buying into him being a top ten quarterback the rest of the way, and maybe next year too? I mean, listen, like a lot of people, I was hard on Tua. Like, our eyeballs weren't lying to us. It didn't look good. It didn't look right. And so much of it, in a nutshell, can show you, you know, just, you know, how much can change if you support your quarterback, get your quarterback or coach that will play to his strengths, get weapons to his strengths. Uh, Obviously, as a bias in the thing with getting Herbert, them leaving Herbert, me being able to sort of, like, snicker at that over the first couple of years – but to like not to 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 not sort of like renege your two year old Tua takes, you'd have to be a moron now. Like you'd have to just that wouldn't be fair. That wouldn't be fair under pressure. That's what I like him the most, Jeff. It's that he's making these like ten to fifteen yard throws while under pressure, as good as anyone in the league. That's a telltale sign for me. And, you know, people like to sort of throw stones at me and Dolphin fans are, you know, they're having the laugh at the moment as if the final tally is going to be wins at the age of 24. I mean, who who knows? Maybe once right. they feel they're better than Herbert substantially in their minds, they'll be coming after you and Joe Burrow, these two Anons. Um, <laughs> that being said, don't hate us. Like your owner tried to get three other quarterbacks, right? Like, right? don't, don't, you know, I'm a biased Chargers fan. 
Go pick on the other 150 paid NFL pundits who said he wasn't good or his owner who tried to replace him three times. Yeah. You know, I am pro, I'm pro Tua now. I love what I'm seeing. I'm jealous of Mike McDaniel, um, you, you know, because it, it just seems way better than than Staley in so many regards. Well, on that like train of, you know, that that just tree of like new age, fun, fourth down coaches. This guy seems way more real than the one the Chargers got from the dollar store. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm in on on Tua. He, I am, I am in on on. To it's hard not to be, especially with those sure weapons. They're I mean, so fun they, to watch. Yeah, it's and so and there's a lot. Like their next three games, they are in San Francisco. Then they're going to stay out west to play the Chargers on Sunday night, and then they play Buffalo in Buffalo. So, you know, the Chargers are sort of like the cream filling of this. Let's see what the Dolphins are Oreo over the next three weeks. But I think a lot of football fans are intrigued to see. A, what Tua would do in December and what they'll do against better defenses. But I'm in. I'm buying in. He's he's fine. Dolphin fans are fine. Like, yeah, they, yeah, good for them. Unifying theme between us, Dolphin fans and, Char- and Chargers fans and Bengals fans is, they're crappy owners. I mean, yeah, I, we all suck. We all yeah. suck. If <laughs> one of us, like, Listen, the Chargers played this game. I watched Roethlisberger and Eli both win two Super Bowls. Rivers couldn't beat Manning and Brady in back-to-back weeks to get to one. Like, we just mm-hmm. weren't – we couldn't do it. Um, wouldn't be surprised if it's Burrow and Tua getting the Super Bowls and I'm left, you know, empty pockets again. But in the end, like, it's all that matters. And we're all – we're all just – have had not much fun. And it's good to see, like you said, I'm happy to see the lions, even the bit like any loser franchise that we've been kicked down in this NFL ecosystem. I always love seeing, you know, get their comeuppance once in a while. So I do. Yeah, I do yeah. for sure. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I yeah. Big, big three game stretch. Uh, as you're, as you're saying, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Uh, we got to share another note uh, from our good friends at uh, Picket. They are a new sponsor for us. Picket is a social bet tracking app that takes out all the hassle of tracking your bets and performance over time. Picket connects to every major U.S. sports book, whether it's DraftKings, FanDuel, or others, and DFS Pick'em provider uh, like Prize Picks or Underdog or Thrive and more. Once you hook up all your sports books, Picket does all the heavy lifting to slice and dice your betting data. You'll get detailed historical PNL graphs, breakdowns by team, sports, bet, player, bet type, and more. You can also line shop for the best odds across linked sportsbooks to make sure you're getting the most bang for your buck. When your bets are live, you can track the scores and stats of the games that you bet on, as well as player prop updates for most major player prop markets. No more switching between your sportsbook app and different score apps. By far, the biggest differentiator is that Picket syncs history and bets from all legal major sportsbooks. There is no manual entry to require to track your bets. Once you have your accounts linked, it's effortless from there. The social feed and community is what turns Picket from just a bet tracking app to a home for betting where you can learn from others. See what others are doing and find verified content to inform your betting decisions. Visit Picket.com. That's P-I-K-K-I-T.com to download the Picket app today. I'm in California. Wish I had that ability to bet on said sports books, but you know, maybe in another lifetime. Good luck. I know, right? It's just a mess out here. Um, yeah, I mean, can you believe how badly the props lost out here in this last election? I just, I, I can't believe people aren't 
that against sports betting. It must be just that the 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 the, the props themselves were just terrible. Yeah, I can't. I I don't know how they're worded or or what the confusion is, but I was quite surprised how lopsided. Never surprised to see it go down, but mm-hmm. like it almost went down in a super majority, which kind of caught me off guard. Oh, it did. It's like 84% yeah. against on uh, the, the DraftKings one. Part of the problem was there's two of them and they're competing against each other and like actively competing against each other, like trying to make the make sure the other failed. One's run by the Indian casinos. The other is uh, run yeah. by uh, DraftKings yeah. and FanDuel and all that. And they tried to be also they tried to do things that beyond just sports betting, like the, the, the DraftKings one was like, OK, we're going to cure homelessness with this. OK, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, come on. Um, and then the, the Indian casino one wanted to be able to like chase all the card rooms out of business because that's competitive, competitive to them. So there was, there was a lot of other stuff at stake there as well. And I think they're just, people just said, screw it. I don't want any of this. So uh, anyways, I will just watch over the people bet on their phones and I can, I can do like prize picks. I can do that, but that's about it. Uh, they made it legal where I live now and it's more annoying than ever. Like we Is can really? get- yeah, like I can't play DraftKings. Yeah? Yeah. And prize picks. None of those games are available in Ontario at the moment. Oh, you're in yeah, you're in Ontario. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And you can't even do NFBC and FFC either. Uh which is just crazy. I was talking crazy. About- yeah, I got buddies that literally drive to Niagara to set lineups. It's just awful. Just yeah. awful. So stupid. Uh, yeah, we can't have these adult conversations and it's just there's always these competing interests. Anyways, rant, rant, rant. But let's move on. Uh, talk yeah. running backs here for a sec. Uh, we got a lot of uncertain running back situations this week. A lot of injuries. Guys, we're not sure if they're going to play. Starting with your game, Josh Jacobs against the Chargers. Uh, you know, Jacobs had the calf strain. Uh, he aggravated it late. Aggravated it so much that he ran for 86 yards for a game-winning touchdown in overtime against the Seahawks. But probably not going to practice all this week. What do you make out of this? Yeah, I haven't. I don't see Josh Jacobs not playing in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, although I will say, you know, the workload could be down. Uh, charge. It doesn't matter who the running back is. Like, bring in the backup. He will get over five and a half yards of carry versus the Chargers. Uh, I could. I don't see Jacobs missing the game, but I could see him potentially not having that like bell cow um, role in this one and the chargers will put no pressure on car seattle can actually put some pressure on quarterbacks the chargers are putting none on him they will find an advantageous game script passing the football as well yeah i agree and eckler's gonna catch like 10 passes this game too uh because that's what teams do against the raiders and that's what the chargers have been doing too lately uh just throwing and throwing and throwing some more to him i love it yeah, I mean, listen, Eckler gets fed all day, and Justin Herbert's a dot with forty-seven attempts stays at four freaking yards. <laughs> like it's it's ridiculous. I get there are injuries on the O line and the receiving core, but just find a matchup and let Herbert chuck it. And there's still a thirty percent chance there's a pass interference because the ball he throws is is going to be, you know, pretty accurate. I don't, I don't know. Joe Lombardi's a disaster, but in for my world, but for the fantasy world, it's gold for Austin Eckler. Like for it's sure, just, it's just fountains of it. Not to say Eckler wouldn't produce. The Chargers did throw the ball deeper downfield, but everything they do, 
sets up for Eckler to be fed. And defenses have no issue, Eric, uh, Jeff, letting the Chargers, you know, just sort of dink their way down because it's only a matter of time before we'll take a penalty, we'll shoot ourselves in the foot, we'll yeah. stall in the red zone. Teams would much rather just let the Chargers beat them that way than give Herbert those, you know, 20 yard seamers. So, yeah. Do you think that's all on Lombardi? I think it's some of its personnel. I mean, they don't have a deep guy, do they? Okay. They, a lot of it is personnel and, and someone that's obsessed with the team. And, you know, I hear Staley get grilled on it, or he did at least this week, finally, because the A dot numbers on her, it's just so embarrassing for a player of that skill set and talent to not be trying and you know keenan and 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 mike williams have been on the field apparently this year together 40 snaps they've lost yeah. both tackles their center keeps going in and out staley makes it as if you know every week they pick a strategy that will help them win the game the most based on who they're playing and the personnel they have but i don't know what to make of it because to never try to really unleash him that just seems like the most counterproductive operation in, in, in the world. So I'm as frustrated as most, but again, it comes back to Eckler being solid and, and you're right. It's person like Keenan Allen's a great possession receiver. Mike Williams is going to go high point, but he's not going to beat you like in a, in a speed burner. And Josh Palmer has in some ways potentially turned into, um, you know, he doesn't run deep and a guy that there have been some rumblings between injury and contract that if they did move on from Keenan Allen could fit right into that place in the offense. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, that's easy to say with words. True. You know, because um, Allen is catches a lot of balls, but it's a long winded way of me saying I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. But when you see what Joe Lombardi's done everywhere else it's easy to blame. He's easy to blame. Sure. Sure. And, and it's roster construction too. I mean, an injury to Jalen Guyton shouldn't be disqualifying in terms of like being able to take the top off a of defense. I mean, if, if you're that thin with that, that, that capability, then that's a failure in the off season because you can find somebody, anybody I'm surprised they didn't make a trade at the trade deadline for a receiver. I, I thought that was a natural idea there. Thought about it. Uh, I don't know. I was so down on the team that week. I didn't want them trading any assets <laughs> like X for to just help a losing cause. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on. You said you like the uh, Steelers and the uh, Steelers on that Steelers Falcon side of things. We don't know if it's going to be Najee Harris. So that's going to play. He's got the abdominal injury. He said he reportedly avoided a major injury. I don't know what that means. Cause it, first of all, it's Ian Rappaport. Uh, secondly, it's, you know, it, it's very vague. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play this week, but I do like that matchup. Uh, I, I do think you can move the ball against Atlanta, both on the ground and definitely in the air. Yeah, I'm very bullish on uh, Pittsburgh. And I don't care if Najee plays or doesn't play. Pittsburgh, uh, you know, a lot of their stats, like there are a lot of things. It doesn't account for, you have to sort of take away those Trubisky weeks and sort of look at how well they have played since Watt has been back on defense. Other than, you know, they clawed for about two and a half quarters versus the Bengals a couple weeks ago, and they just didn't have the horses to keep up, as we've sort of seen since he is now sort of trajecting to where I think many of us believed. But Pittsburgh's last month has been really, really good. 
Yes. And I think they're 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 num the market is not fully caught on in some respects. Uh Pickett just getting more comfortable. Now we're going in, in indoors, as I mentioned, a team that puts no no pressure on quarterbacks. If you want to no. evaluate a young quarterback, let them play Atlanta and then you know make an evaluation, at least how he can see the game and go through progressions, because he'll have time to go to his fourth read on pretty much every snap the way they get at they they close a backfield. Yeah, and especially no weather elements this week. Last week, at least you could blame the rain. Um, this week, you know, indoors, no pass rush should be ideal. I agree. I like I like the setup a lot there for Pickett. Uh, and he showed he's got he's looked better, uh, especially like you said against Cincy for about two and a half quarters. They were moving the ball. They were doing some zone reads with him. That I thought were pretty effective. He seems to have a connection with Pickens. I, I like that setup a lot. Yeah, and you know maybe it's the game that Deontay finally gets off. Uh, you know. Gets going. I I I'm actually wouldn't be afraid to to sort of buy low on him at this moment. Yeah, this week in in DFS. Maybe yeah. I'll even bet in any time Deontay. Like if it's not going to happen here, just give up. <laughs> well, if he can run forward after catching the ball this week, that, that, <laughs> that would be would a plus. Help. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I saw a couple of those against the Colts where he ran backwards. That was that was awesome, super awesome and fun. Uh, especially if you have him. I turned down like. I kind of hold on to Deontay and I lost some running backs in one league and some trade offers and totally regret that. But yeah, maybe this week is the week. You're right. Uh, we got one more note to do. And then I want to delve more into like you. And I want to talk a little bit more about your background and what you do and all that. But first football is officially back on monkey knife fight with all the NFL action that you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they've got plenty of that too. On monkey knife fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps and no math. It's just easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com and you'll get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit matched instantly up to $100. So, what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. I'm here with Jeff Feinberg. You can catch him on at Odds Checker. You can also catch him at uh, the Mayo Media Network. Uh, Jeff, you do a lot, a lot in the golf space. You do a lot in the sports betting space as well. How'd you get into it? How did I get into it? I started many years ago, just out of school, applied for an internship. And, you know, luck, luck is a part of so many things Yeah, right, that you just can't deny it. And I got accepted to an internship. And, well, my buddy who also applied and got accepted got put in, like, archives and tapes, which is essentially, like, they want, like, a Ravens-Browns highlight. You go from four years ago, you go fetch it for them. I got put into the Sirius Satellite Radio Division where I was just an intern for Gabe uh, Morenci and Cam Stewart, and that just got me into the industry. I, you know, grunted there. You know, just someone leaves a job as my internship is ending. I get offered a job. I got to produce sports betting content, uh, like, way back. I got covers, radio show way back nice. in the day. Uh, go from there to, you know, TSN, which is like uh, Canada's ESPN in many respects to, to make that sort of comparison. And again, long before gambling is legal, but we're, you know, we're making it part of content. We're getting told by the bosses that like, there's nothing there. There's no future. No one cares. <laughs> uh, you know, these are these, trust me, anyone who's been around, like they were part of it. Uh, or, you know, had that pretty much told 
to them or not even that no one cares, but just that it was just so frowned upon. Like it was still in that sort of um, era. So long story short, I've just kind of always, and I still consider myself that like a behind the scenes guy and, and, you know, helping produce the content in the news pits. And, you know, as luck would have it, I, I meet Pat Mayo, who's been so good. Uh, I would almost like say at the like cutting edge of, of this like YouTube sports, do your own thing, like movement, that, um, sports and, betting. Yeah. Golf, sports, you name it. He's betting been, and, he's a visionary. And, yeah. Awesome. I, I meet yeah. Pat and we noticed that we both thought uh, like everyone loves football. Everyone thinks they're an expert at football. Like I don't even mean that derogatory. We, we, we spend Sundays watching most of us go sit in front of seven screens with our buddies. We see it all. It's easy to take in. Um, you know, we all sort of feel like we know it that well. And there was so much football content out there, but Pat was wisely like, we love golf. We love betting on golf. There's not anyone that is sort of doing golf content. Like they would do basketball content or football content. Just like you love the sport and you love to bet on it. You love to make good bets. You love to make most of them bad bets. Um, (laughs) And we kind of just started, with, with there and yeah that golf betting content it it really feels like there were wasn't much in that space and we like a lot of things it's better to be lucky lucky than than good we got lucky hit hit a couple winners people enjoyed our entertainment and since then you know pat has built something real special that i you know just like to say i'm fortunate enough to be uh you know, uh, for lack of a better term, like his uh, dingleberry on. And that's been very <laughs> exciting. And, you know, now sports betting is just so much a part of the ether and the opportunities within that have, um, you know, are are still expanding. And it's been it's been fun and exciting and, and different. And, you know, I come from a time where you wouldn't even say like I worked for hosts who wouldn't even say who their favorite team was because I don't want the audience to know I'm a Steeler fan. Like I don't want them to know that, like think that my takes on the the Ravens would be biased in any regard. Like no, like you just show your true colors, be who you are. That's yes. what people resonate to. That's what people um, relate to. You know, and we never try to sell ourselves as the smartest guys in the room or the sharpest betters, but we like to bet. We we like to bet for fun. Sometimes we take our bets a little too seriously, but we're pretty transparent as to who who we are in this thing. And I think that's an important part of that, too, because in this space, there are those that are less than transparent. People sell picks, you know, often are that way. And you can kind of swing at them a little bit uh and you know they you know if the thing is you are transparent about it and, and, and golf in particular is such a good sport it lends itself so well to that to dfs to betting sports betting even i, I play, i've been in a season-long auction golf league for over 20 years yeah. um it, wow. it's a great sport every week we got a tournament it's always on television you get to see, you know if you're if a player is in the mix yeah sometimes we complain about the coverage they don't show certain golfers enough or whatever but Really, I mean, the, the options are amazing right now. Yeah, and, and like with golf or golf betting, there's so many ways you can go about it from DFS to daily matchups to tournament matchups to 
you know, just guys over underscores like on your prop picks to, you know, you like to, I like to take the big swings at the outright winners, but so many people like golf betting, it's really exploded because, you know, everyone has always known how and why they bet the other sports and golf. You People bet majors, I guess, historically, but you like set a lineup or you do just dabble into golf betting. It can become, I guess, for lack of a better term, like addicted. Like so many people have like spoken to Pat and I and mentioned like you just do one time and you just catch a bug. Like it's yeah. like you get you get hooked. And that's great to hear you've had a pool for, for 20 years. And I would say one of the reasons that brought like this little niche golf betting community together was that, you know, we all have friends, we'll play golf and people like to watch golf. They like to watch the masters. Everyone knows tiger and a handful of other players, but there was truly nowhere I could go amongst my friends to have a conversation about like Alex Noren. Like yeah. <laughs> there was no, I had no, and this other leagues like my friends love sports. We've been on sports. They play all the fantasy of all the major leagues, but you know, there's still like a void in, in like being able to talk golf unless I wanted to talk about one of like eight players, um, you know, and now it's, it's really exploded and, and that's awesome and, and fun to see. And, you know, at the same time, it does sort of feel like golf, like from a pay, a professional standpoint is kind of like got this uh, feeling about it at the moment for a plethora of reasons, but sure. you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I love playing golf. I love watching golf. I love watching the best players in the world, hit great shots, hit bad shots. And I enjoy betting on it. I love it. It's awesome. And I, I mean, I'm just a sports nerd. I love every sport. I mean, I, I, I find almost everything. I'm so into the World Cup. I'm so yeah. into, uh, you know, I, I have a hoops league. I've got a hockey league. Uh, you know, I, I love it all. It's awesome. And I love that we have outlets for it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, for all the, you know, and it's very like topical, you know, right now, like Twitter gets such a rap for being the cesspool, which we all like have seen it. We've all yeah. been part of it. It doesn't take, you don't have to veer off like, the niche you enjoy on Twitter to see that cesspool, but 99.9% of the interactions I have on there with like-minded sports yeah. that we agree on everything about sports, but like we like sports, we like golf, like, like are, are so positive. Um, yes. Are, are, are so Twitter. positive that like, I see whatever, you know, the news says about Twitter, but that's truly not my personal experience i don't know whether that's you know because you, you can curate your your way around it better but being able to enjoy like-minded you know people yes. like i said i didn't have like i've got buddies who love sports because i could call them anytime talking about any tight end in the league i couldn't call them to talk about like the upcoming young guns on the pga tour right like, I, there's just nowhere to have those conversations so um, I, I enjoy the discourse. I enjoy it all. And, you know, not to veer off in one of those paths, but like, even I don't really care much to watch live golf at the moment, but the discourse and the talking about it around it, I, I am enthralled with. At it's times. fascinating. 
It's fascinating. Yeah. Do you think uh, we're going to have another wave of huge defections this year and live? It's hard to believe that they spent that money to then like not continue to spend it like to, right. okay, we spent that. We're good. We like this roster. No, I think there's going to be, I hope it doesn't include another Dustin Johnson and Cam Smith. Right. I really, really hope. Cause that would be killer. But I have very little doubt that there's another six to ten defections potentially of players that were really, I don't want to say miss because they're not, you know, we'll still see them. But, you know, yeah. What player going over would break your heart the most? Well, like uh, like the player going over with the realistic chance of going over because, you know, like it seems like some of the preeminent ones have really said no way right um so like other than like a rom scheffler rory spieth jt i think for me it'd be like a hovland that would suck yeah um that would really suck the this like team combo of a cantley xander would be such a kick in the balls too if they left as a Mm -hmm. as a package um for me it'd be female I think uh, yeah. he's such yeah. a, I feel like, and may, and I don't even know him, <laughs> but I feel like he's such a good and decent guy and a great player, a fascinating player. And him like going NWO on the PGA tour would just be like, Oh, oh I can't believe you did him or Colin Morikawa. Either one of those two would just kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I hope they, they don't will. We'll see. Again, my my views are like it's all from the window of a spoiled North American sports fan. True. And that's what we are. Like we didn't grow up the leagues we love. Messi and Ronaldo would have played in the same one forever. Yes. You know? Yes. Like I get there's a worldview of sports, but my spoiled North American view of sports really doesn't like live. Yeah, I hear you. I completely hear you. And like a Harold Varner he's transparent. I'm taking the money, you know, good for him, you know, and grew up not having it. He's it's life-changing money. I get it. Pat Perez. I totally get, you know, good for him. Uh, Others. uh, I I do. I would have more problems with, but then again, it's their money, their life. I get that too. Um, You ready to do some rapid fire questions here? Yeah, let's, let's dance. All right. Um, Let's see. Healing, uh, healing meditation says who wins. Henry uh, Olave for Cook and St. Brown. Henry and Olave. I'll take Henry and Olave. All right. Uh, I like it. Uh, Jay Red says, do I trust DPJ and Fournette? I don't know if Fournette's going to play this week. Uh, Peoples Jones gets his first game with Deshaun Watson. What, do you th- what, what say you? fence sitting i don't i don't really trust donovan people's jones yeah two catches last week is tough tough to do so all right za says uh, who'd you rather have for the rest of the season barkley or kenneth walker oh jeez. i'm gonna say barkley i'm gonna say yeah i'm gonna close but barkley these rookies, man, they've played 12 games before in college. Sometimes they hit these December walls. The season gets real long. Not to say Barkley and his injury concerns, but Barkley's my pick. I agree. All right. Uh, Nemo Lady says, fire up Juwan Johnson for for or uh, in a flex or Darius Slayton or Richie James. I guess you have to, you know, who do you like there? 
I mean, Johnson or Slate, and Johnson's been been sneaky. I'm gonna go. I I hope they they bring me in Jameis, and I'll say Johnson. All right, there you go. Uh, CPAT for Dobbins. Do you drop uh, Cordell Patterson for Dobbins? No. All right. Or would you? I, I wouldn't either. I get take the guy that's productive now. Uh, I I have been picking up Dobbins for free at least, but like I'm dropping like Allen Robinson finally. You know, excised him. So yeah, I, I, not for a healthy productive player, I wouldn't do that. Dak or Watson this week? Ooh, Dak. But I've made a strong case for Watson. But Dak versus the Colts in prime time. Yeah. All right. Uh, Knox, Komet, or Everett. Knox, Komet, or Everett. Uh, I'm gonna go with Gerald Everett this week. The yeah, little seam buster from Herbert, little confidence after that two pointer last week. Komet for sure. No, with the QB situation, Knox. It's always a yeah, Knox over Everett just because of the points, the total in that game, game flow. Yeah, indeed. Last one, uh, JS. Uh, do we think Chase is coming back this week? Yeah, I yeah. do. I think yeah. he will be on a snap count, but I think they'll be passing plays. It's worth starting him. I think you have him. You start him this week. Yeah, you have him. You start him. And Burrow has no fear to potentially turn the ball over by letting him go get one. Right. And the Chiefs are vulnerable against the pass. Yeah. I think this is this is going to be a ticket to the carnival sort of game. I hope so, at least. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I sort of like... Um... Now that yeah, I, I, explosions for all of them. Now that Chase is back, in my opinion, like it all offsets from from Chase there. Now Boyd gets to go back into his little fun fun role, and oh, yeah, all those toys for Burrow. Just in time, we remember that uh, the first Bengals Chiefs game, uh, Chase just went nuts in that one there. Uh, actually, we got one last question. Uh, KJ Frederick says, "I've been playing uh, Foster Moreau." Based off of matchups, uh, week 15, first week of the playoffs, should I stick with him or stream tight ends, waiver wire tight ends with the best matchup? Basically, is he is Moreau good enough to be an every week player? Uh, as long as Waller's not there, I, I honestly think so. And the Chargers yeah. don't really have coverage linebackers. They'll probably have to put everything into stopping Adams and Hollins. Uh, I like I like Foster. I I'm probably going to start him this week myself. I don't, there's not going to be a better available like tight end based on expert ranks in a league than Foster right now. I think indeed, indeed. All right. That's all the questions. Appreciate everybody chiming in. Jeff, appreciate you taking an hour of your time. I know you're super busy. Uh, Tell everybody where they can find your work. Uh, You can find me weekly at Mayo media network. Uh, We're, we're talking football until the new year where all that fun golf stuff's going to start up again. Um, for me, I'd like sort of take a forced little golf off season in, yep. in December. I know there are some events, there's the hero and, and some things I like, I got to get away from it for a few weeks. So just so I, I can miss it and want it back. And then I'll get excited every week. Oddschecker.com will have my oddschecker.com slash us. will have my weekly golf outright picks from January on. There you have it. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I, I do the same. I do the same in baseball a little bit. I just got to take some time off. Uh, you got a lot of irons in the fire and you got to keep keep it fresh there. All right. So check them out. Mayo Media, Mayo Media Network. Odds Checker. You can follow Jeff on Twitter. Feinberg 17 uh, And please check out all their good work. Thank you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Good luck in week 13. Take care.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.